Hello and welcome back to Control Alt Delete. This is a short snippet of my new audiobook, Disconnected How to Stay Human in an Online World, published by Hodder and Stoughton on January the 13th, 2022. I'm really excited about this book coming out. It's looking at our relationship with social media, how a lot of us are rethinking our relationship with our phones, and a lot of us are wanting to log off or at least create some distance to get some of our time back and get away from the glazed over doom scroll. And after a year or more of reduced physical contact, this has made us more dependent on our phones and screens more than ever before. And according to research and anecdotes in the book, our focus on community and real connection has been sent off course. And we're becoming more aware of our time being robbed, how our data has made us a product to be sold. And so really the book is looking at where do we go from here and how can we get back on track? And in the book, I offer lots of tangible tips and advice and prompts and gentle nudges. This book is for anyone who might be feeling a little bit lost right now and wants to find time and yourself again. Hope you enjoy this snippet. And if you want to buy the audiobook in full, the link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. In 2000, the Daily Mail ran the headline, The internet may just be a passing fad, as millions give up on it. Of course we snort at this now, as though we are now being told that oxygen is just a crazy soon-to-be-over trend that we imminently won't need. I remember an old boss at a magazine saying that social media was just a trend, that we didn't need to pay too much attention to it. Here today, gone tomorrow. Decades later, here we are, practically injecting it into our veins. I don't need to remind you of our COVID-19 lockdowns, where we did even more from our screens. Work, socialising, attending events, quizzes, entertainment, shopping, seeing virtual doctors. We could just about survive from inside our four walls as long as we had the internet. However, as we saw from lockdown life, The internet is no longer something separate to us that lives inside a box. It is now a huge part of overall life. However, we should probably be looking more closely at what we actually use it for and how much time we feel comfortable being connected online. According to the online magazine Inc., we tap, swipe and click on our phones 2,617 times per day. My eyesight has got worse recently from constantly staring at grainy pictures on screens. Right now I'm being sold beauty products that have moved on from marketing messages about UV sun rays or harsh city pollution and on to blue light damage from our phones. The dreaded blue light. So we can safely say that the internet is not a fad, but I think we are all privately brainstorming ways we can give up on it or have a better relationship with it even just slightly. So how do we use it in a better, more intentional way? Panic stations. Soon after hitting my 30th birthday, I hit peak overwhelm. I needed to shut a few things down. I needed a smaller friendship group. I needed to have just less buzzing in my pocket. A box pops open on my screen. Do you want to hibernate your LinkedIn account for six months? Do I? It was almost as if they were double-checking I was sound of mind. Are you sure you want to do this? Think of all those opportunities you might be missing out on. But I click yes, 
and agree to my profile going dormant. I feel giddy and continue this buzz by taking another hit, deactivating my Facebook page. Upon deactivation, my profile picture immediately turns into a darkened silhouette. I feel my shoulders drop. On my Google Pixel phone, I click pause on the Twitter app so it won't update or show me notifications until I manually click unpause. With all three of my main social media apps frozen, I felt so much lighter. I knew I wasn't turning my back on them completely, but I felt like a person who'd had her head pushed underwater and I was now coming up for much needed air. I needed the reminder that I have a choice. Growing up as the internet evolved alongside me felt exciting for so long, but now, suddenly, here I was, wanting it all to magically go away. It had become too much, and I had started to feel out of control. My relationship with it had suddenly changed. I was feeling let down by the original promise of it all, that we could use it to truly connect, and we could easily dip in and out. When we feel scared, we often go into fight-or-flight mode, but we don't need to completely flee. Let's use this moment to reflect on what we need and don't need and adjust accordingly. You versus online culture. Harvard-trained sociologist and life coach Martha Beck says we have two selves, our social self and our essential self. Our social self knows how to be polite in meetings, wear clean underwear and to eat our food with a knife and fork. In other words, the learned behaviours and social codes we adhere to. But our essential self is the one we must protect at all costs. Our wild, true self. The self that is full of love. That self is very special indeed. It's our very being, our true nature, the real us, stripped away from culture, our childhood self, the self who lights up when they do certain things. During my 20s, I was being led mostly, if not solely, by my social self. My essential self was nowhere to be seen. My childhood self would dance freely in public and enjoyed wearing mismatching clothes. What music would she like? What clothes would she wear? What would she really think beyond what she was being led to think? What opinions would she have that weren't just echoing the people within her bubble? I stared at my phone the thing that used to bring me so much joy, freedom, new information, and asked myself, what am I actually using this device for now? What is my mission? And how do I find myself again? So many problems stem from feeling disconnected from ourselves. One of the worst feelings for any social animal is abandonment, and that is why it hurts so much when we abandon ourselves. When we abandon our true selves, our minds, our bodies, our problems, and push it all down with distraction, scrolling, and shutting off, we start to feel like a lost child. There is no one there for us, if we aren't even there for ourselves. Ignored, unheard, confused. We start acting out of character. We are more likely to compare and despair. We are more likely to make impulse decisions. Our obsession with the online popularity contest and with feeding our online profiles means we are in danger of leaving another part of ourselves behind in favour of a quick like or comment. Prompt. What parts of your online life do you enjoy and do by choice? 
i.e. curating boards of inspiration on Pinterest, and what things you do only because you feel you should, i.e. being on Twitter for professional purposes. Unpick your shoulds. Where are the shoulds coming from? You, your friends, society, your boss? Pinpoint who, what is making you feel like you should and see if there's a way this can be addressed, tweaked or changed. Prompt. Plan a nostalgia afternoon. Play old music from childhood, old films that you might have watched with your grandparents. Connect with an old friend over a coffee and talk about the past. What things or parts of yourself do you miss from that time? Is there anything that made you feel good that you've left behind that you could incorporate into your life again? Human versus machine. Technology has definitely made us productive. It's definitely made me fast at work. We get more done, but we don't know when to stop. Like when vacuum cleaners were first invented, it didn't mean housewives chilled out more, they actually just cleaned more, and the standard of cleanliness increased. It's sad, really, just how much more we work now, and how society makes so many of us feel lazy, even after doing a very long day's work. In the lead-up to writing this book, I had quite a lot on, and a few people around me commented, you're a machine. They meant it as a compliment. They were being nice, but it triggered me. I don't want to be a machine. I want to be a human, and I don't want to be praised for how much I can pump out. The year of 2020, when I spent the most time on my laptop ever, made me feel like some sort of content farm, a production line that kept churning. But nothing blooms all year round. Human beings have ups and downs, whereas machines with no capacity for emotion or need for rest, can carry on. In order to stay human in an online world, we have to rebel against this idea that we must optimise, monetize, and be as productive as machines at every twist and turn. Repeat after me, you are not a machine. Prompt. Block out an hour per day in your diary just for you. It can be an hour early in the morning, your lunch break, or the hour before you go to bed. Put it in your diary as if it is an important meeting and fill this hour with something you want to do. Not need to do, but want to do, just for the fun of it. A machine wouldn't do this. How rebellious. If you enjoyed this snippet of Disconnected, How to Stay Human in an Online World, you can get your copy of the audiobook, ebook or print version via the links in the episode show notes below. Thank you so much for listening.